Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight, Kevin Austin and I help you ring in the new year with a dose of that much-needed Nintendo medicine. So let's catch up on what's been happening since our break and what we see happening in the future. But before we do that, Kevin, we have to do the PSVG patron Mad Lib. Now, we had a Mad Lib submitted to us. Even yeah. better. But it was really long, so we're not going to do it tonight. It was, uh, I started reading it um, earlier today, and I was like, this is going to take like 10 minutes. It's <laughs> like, that might, it might be a little too long. So tonight's, Save that one for Caro so she gets nice and mad. Tonight's Mad Lib is Behold the Power of Chaos Emeralds. Ooh. So, Kevin, I need a place. Um, heaven. I need a number. Seven. Plural noun. Trees. Nobody ever says 69. It's bothering me. I need an adjective. Slimy. I need another plural noun. Darts. I need an adverb. Quickly. A noun. Josh's underwear. An adjective. Cheesy. Please pick one of our patrons. Hmm. Sean Capri. Sean Capri and I played World War Z last night. And it also follows up with cheesy. That's the first thing that came oh, to mind after good. cheesy. Which that's that's good. And it's all wordplay. An adjective? Sticky. A noun? A trophy. A color? Purple. Another noun? Cat. Plural noun? Butcher knives. Number? 13. An adjective? Wet. A verb ending in ing? Embroidering. <laughs> That's not going to fit on me. <laughs> I'm giving up on my whole, like, let's not um, write in the book so we can keep them. I'm just writing, writing in the book yeah. now. Yeah. I don't know how much longer we're going to do the Mad Libs. <laughs> uh, I need a plural noun. Um, hmm. Roller coasters. So at first, like, it sounded like a great idea. And the first, like, we had a few that was like, oh, this is hilarious. And then we've had some that I was like... I wish I'd just taken that out of the show completely. Sometimes the words just don't fit they don't at all. Fit. Like yeah. you go and you're like, what? This is much better when you have kids. Um, sure. All right, here we go. Behold the power of chaos emeralds. In all the heavens, there are only seven chaos emeralds. These mystical trees are the most powerful and slimy items in the known universe. That is why heroes and their darts will quickly battle to the ends of Josh's undies to possess them. <laughs> Each emerald has cheesy powers, but when Sean Capri uses all seven together, he has the ability to transform into his super form called Sticky Sonic. In this form, his usual blue trophy becomes a brilliant purple that makes him look like a glowing cat. In the upgraded form, his already amazing butcher knives become more wet, and he can jump 13 times higher than normal. Sonic's embroidering ability is also multiplied, <laughs> making him able to deflect all kinds of deadly roller coasters. Nice. There you go, patrons of PSVG, everybody that supports us over at patreon.com PSVG. We thank you 
so much, and uh, we hope you're enjoying all the shows. DLC is a little behind because of uh, the holidays, but it's coming out this weekend, and we'll make sure we get that to you as soon as possible. And as I've done on every episode since you guys have made it a reality, thank you for making the PSVG house party happen. So, Kevin... Mm. What you up to, man? How was uh, how was Christmas? What you playing? Like how how oh. are things? Things are good. Things are good. I've uh, been super busy at work. I know tons of other people get to kind of relax and unwind a little bit this time of year. Uh, I did not uh, because lots of other people in my office go rest and relax this time of year. So I'm one of few working. So I've uh, been super busy there, but I have squeezed in some game time, and I did uh, pick up the Switch, especially the last couple days, um, and the new. Uh, Super Nintendo games dropped a little while ago, so I've been playing that Super Punch Out because I love that game. Um, really funny to see how much I remember. Like I'm instantly I absolutely remembering the pattern. Forgot that those came out until you just mentioned them. I was like, oh yeah, that happened. Yep, <laughs> and I was waiting for Super Punch Out. I was super psyched when they announced that because I played the crap out of that game uh, back in the day, and I remember most of the patterns for most of the characters, which I found crazy. That I just like still remembered that Twitch reflex from all sure. those years ago. Um, I remember a child me thought that game was like just the most brutal, like hurtful thing ever. And then like you get to, I think the dawn of the internet, like I dialed up into someone's AOL and got like a guide and was like, he always winks his eye when he's, and I'm like, oh, this is the easiest game. (laughs) Yep. It's all patterns. (laughs) Punch out is all patterns. Um, But I'm still loving it. It's it's great to revisit. Holds up pretty well, but most Super Nintendo games, we talked about that hold up fairly well. They do. So Super Um, Punch out on Wii. Yeah. Fantastic game. Like, yeah. So, yeah, really, really good. Um, other than that, I did boot up Kirby Superstar mm. and kind of played through a little bit of that because um, I, well, I don't consider myself to be a Kirby fan. I do dabble in Kirby, especially if I'm bored and have nothing else. It's just an easy game to pick up and kind of have fun with. Like, you play one Kirby game, you kind of know how to play them all. So, um, dabbled in that a little bit and then finally got around to it because I did not get to it uh, during vacation, which I was hoping to do. Uh, like on the planes and such is uh, untitled goose game. So hashtag Kevin game all the way. Uh, I just love the fact that you're just a goose and just your mean main goose. premise is just be a jerk. Yep. Like there is no, it's puzzle solving. Yes. But uh, it's just be a jerk. I showed is, it to my, my, my wife, which I've already, I mean, I've already said this, but my wife loves it. She grew up on a, on a campus surrounded by lakes and they had a lot of geese. So this was mm. a part of her like four years of her life. And uh, the moment I told her there was a game about being an uh, like an evil goose, she was like totally. Psst. So I tried to show her how to do the puzzle. She's like, no, 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 I don't care about any of that. She literally just spent like a good hour and a half just honking and stealing things. And that was good. And she kind of still will ask me to play it. She'll like <laughs> kind of mess with it. But she's like, I don't think she's advanced past like the gardener. Like she doesn't care. Oh my God. So no, it's, it's fun. And I, I too have a, a bad history with geese um, as a, as a kid. Uh, you know, the Mighty Ducks were a big thing, the movie franchise. And uh, then eventually the NHL team before they were just the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I actually had a Mighty Ducks, the hockey team, duck call that they'd use in the arenas. Like people go uh, and just quack and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, my grandmother had a house that was next to a farm. And that farm had a big lake and geese would often habitate there, I guess. As they do. Um so I'd be outside blowing the duck call. One time I was chased by a flock of geese who were angry, apparently, whatever I said about one of their mothers via the duck call. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they are mean animals and they are jerks. So I can attest to that. But I'm having fun uh, with that game so far. I only played like the first two sections of the gardener and then the next section mm-hmm. where you're at 
the store the town with the bullet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I've done I've done those two sections so far. I uh, really enjoy it. Like you said, it's not uh, um, a game game. It's a super light puzzle game, but it's just fun to play. More so. fun as the social. Like the social yes. meme is better than the game itself. But oh, hey, yeah, yeah. congrats to the game. I think I want to sold over, a million. That's they, what they I was going to say. I think over Christmas copies. they said they sold a million copies. That's and what's it? Fourteen ninety nine, twenty nine. Yeah, so it's, it's not like it's a five dollar game or something. That right, hits fifteen bucks. It's not for an indie game, and for what cheap. it is and what they put into it, like that's a huge success story. Yes, <laughs> what a massive success story for them. And then uh, came to Game Pass. Game Pass. So yep. they got they got a check from Microsoft too. Like good for them. That's the American dream. Like that's the indie. That's the yep. indie rise. I would love that's an indie, yep. indie game, the movie too, around Untitled Goose Game and like Hollow Knight and like some Heck golf yeah. story. That would be amazing. It'd be so oh, much yeah. better than Fez. Oh, uh, for sure. What'd you get for Christmas? That's, that's all. What I what? What did you get for Christmas? Christmas. Um, I got some uh, new webcam, which I'm mm, using now. Yeah. Um, so I have that. Oh, shoot. What else did I get? Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, finally. The complete edition of that. So I'll be diving into that once I finish uh, Days Gone. Um, that's exciting. That's a, that's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so I'm excited to play it. I think it's that's, way better than Days Gone. I, I, dude, I'm loving Days Gone. So I know I, you are. I don't... Dude. I thought I was almost done with that game, and I'm, I'm still a little bit. Of That's why I stopped playing it. It's too much. I, I hit one point where I was like, "Oh, this has got to be winding up towards the end," and then it's like, "Nope." It's like whole the, other area. It's like whole the first story. act. There's like three yeah. acts. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, this is awesome, but I'm I'm fine with it. It's just longer than even I anticipated. And I said before I hit this point that wow, this game is really long, and it, it's still going, but it, it has my attention. Uh, there's enough variance for me at least that I'm still engaged in it, so I'm good with that. Cool. Um, other than that, it was just you know gift cards and and, and the like there. So. Um, my kids got me a retro Donkey Kong T-shirt. That's um, good. Yeah, yeah. So some, some uh, little stuff here and there. But for me, it's more about the kids anyway. So sure. Uh, before I get into, it, I want to just uh, at least acknowledge the the missing person in the room. Uh, Caroline's mm. mighty mighty bulldogs are playing tonight, so, and she was fired. That's the real no, reason. No, no, I would never. I would so never Donnie. ever dare fire. Her. She's a star. <laughs> but I, I did tell her. I was like, look, it's the last game of the season. By no means. Should you shack like go watch your bulldogs play the game? She would be watching it while podcasting and probably right. swear we would hear it in the background. Our audio yeah. would just be lots of SEC analysts calling the game. Um, Kevin, I had a, I had maybe probably the best in terms of like getting stuff, the best Christmas mm. I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, that's um, awesome! Yeah, so I had a great one. I want to tell everybody about it um, because it does have PSVG ramifications. Um, but before I do that, I want to counter it with the fact that. This year, I decided um, – so there's been a long-standing feud between me and my mother-in-law where um, they, they bought this retirement cabin. It's a beautiful cabin on a mountain cliff in North Georgia. They're retiring this year. Um, they've had it for a few years now. And like this dream that they've had is that all of their family pile into this cabin and we all wake up on Christmas morning together. Um, which is not like a dream of mine because, Mm -hmm. uh, I never had like a whole lot of Christmases coming up. So now that I'm a parent, like I want to have my own Christmas with my own tree in my own house with my own kids. You know, it's like, Hey, they're my kids. You had yours. Like, um, but this year I told my, my, my mother-in-law, I was like, all right, well, acquiesce. This is your year. You guys are retiring. I will pile up all the presents and we will come spend the week with you. So that's what we did. And, uh, I, I think it needed, it was a long grind like of work up until I left. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where um, right before we left, we were kind of expecting snow and we didn't get any. And it was like super hot down here. But like the, the long-term forecast was like, we might have snow in Georgia during. So my boss was like, all of you better be ready. I was like, nope. Nope. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm not coming here on Christmas. No. 
no he was like, well, it's our job. I was like, I'll quit. And I think when I, I think he knew that I wasn't joking nearly as much as he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I'm not coming here on Christmas, period. I mean, please, I, when it snows in Georgia, you, you guys basically have to shut down anyway. Do. So, and then it's Christmas on top of that. And like, that's what, all right, everyone just stay home. That's it's what fine. I said. I was like, our plan should be to tell everybody not to leave because it's Christmas. Like, wait for 100%. it to melt. This is ridiculous. Emergency vehicles only. That's it. Like, so I need, fire and, and ambulance. I needed to get away. I really did. Um, so we go to the cabin. My sister-in-law, who I love dearly, um, just keeps having kids, man. She's like on like, <laughs> she's. She's got five and she's got one in the oven mm. and um, they're all, you know, like 18, 24 months apart. So oh we've got like God. a baby. There's one in the oven. We have a baby. We have a toddler. We have like a preschooler and we have like a, an elementary schooler. She just wants that tax write off every year. They're all in the house. Them, they keep, and uh, it's only a, like a three bedroom. It's not, a, it's not like a mansion. It's, it's a cabin. It's, you know, it's like we're yeah. really on top of each other. Um, they're also like, it's interesting way of life that she's taken she's moved out to like ohio but like amish ohio like country like way out there so now she's all about like like vegan and gluten and and all of the things like she's super healthy which is cool but it's always like you know i don't know how everybody feels about that like i'm sure everybody's into it. it's just not like a, an ongoing topic you want to hear about for <laughs> four or five straight Christmas. days you can't do that on Christmas. Like, like, I'm sorry if you're if any diet you're on that goes out the window, man. It's like, real annoying. You can't. I'm just like. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, her kid had strep throat or pneumonia, like 100. percent As somebody who's recently had strep throat pneumonia, like I 100 percent know. And uh, the baby, like the one and the one and a half year old, is up there just like, uh, 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 just coughing, sneezing, snot. You know, like you can hear it when he, you can hear him breathe. He's breathing. You can hear it from like a room away. He's like, <gasps> so we get in there and I've got my kids and I'm like, oh my God, like I can't get sick. I don't want them getting sick. So I'm starting to do what we do, which is like mm-hmm. quarantines round and drowned. Um, the baby starts throwing up. Oh God. And I'm like, you need to take this kid to the doctor. And she's like, it's just allergies. I'm like, oh my God. People don't throw up from allergies, bro. Like that doesn't, I, I have kids. I know. She's yeah, like, allergies just- do not make people throw up unless you eat something you're allergic to. <laughs> She's like, uh, it's just a, uh, hang on a second. We have 5,000 sparks from Coach Hulk. We see you. Oh. We see you, Coach. Hey, Don't. Coach. Um, so, yeah, anyway, she's like, it's just it's just a cold. I'm like, it's it's not a cold. Um, and the other thing, as I'm sure, I'm sure everybody, like, it's like, right, it's Christmas vacation. Everybody has, everybody loves their family, but everybody has these nuances, you know, that make it hard to deal with. It's crazy. They live in Ohio. They've lived there for years now. I'm from there. I know how right. cold it gets. They act like it's freezing outside. They put the air conditioning at 77. Now, uh, it was like 68 degrees here in Georgia. Now, I keep my house at a very cool, like 66. Like, that's most what of the my time. thermostat is actually on up here. So, yeah, I might be able to go to like 72. Kevin, at 77, I was that's too hot, burning alive. It's too hot indoors. So outdoors, I was it's fine indoors. No, I was basically, um, I basically sat outside like most of the the Christmas time. There was like the family inside, uh, like a, a oh, and they watched endless amounts of HDTV. Just it was a nonstop oh, that kept I, going. I can get down with that. I'm good with that. But. So I, I just sat outside on the porch with my uh, my little Nintendo Switch. So I, I was playing some things, but uh, getting back on point, it was a great year in the sense that. 
knowing all the things that we have to have for the PSVG house party, I've been creating a list and talking over things with Devin and Lucas, who I've basically deemed my production managers um, for all the things that we need. And I've built like a very specific Amazon wish list for all this stuff, knowing very well that if I use that instead of asking for video games, that I would get most of it. And sure. boy, did I. We have a giant green screen. We have the rails. We've got the clips. I got a light package. I've got a USB powered hub. I've got the whole kit and caboodle. On top of that, family got me, um, like they pulled their money together and I got a $100 gift card to GameStop. Nice. And um, what else am I missing? Oh, <laughs> the big one. My father in law gave uh, me $1,000 for a shed. Um, I've been looking to buy a shed for a while and obviously sure. like when I had to buy the, uh, the new car and, or the new used yeah. car. And then like I had to, I was talking about my skylight that was leaking. That's been a whole repair ordeal. Mm -hmm. So he knew I wasn't going to be able to afford it, but he really wanted me to have a shed. He's a, like an outdoorsy manly man. Like he, you know, like you need a shed. So, um, he also dropped that one on me. And then on top of that, my boss called me on Christmas and I think, uh, I, I, th I definitely know that he know, like he noticed like the grind getting to me right towards the end. I was like, I just, I want to get out of here. Like I'm about to quit. Like I want to leave. I got a um, work performance bonus of $2,000 oh, <laughs> that they sent to me, which I immediately just put towards the car. Um, right. So that, you know, that helped that out like greatly. So mm -hmm. um, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a Christmas, anything like that. That's awesome. So I've got all this stuff and it's all, it's all in boxes and things. I was talking to Sean Capri last night about um, setting up the green screen and like I've removed all of my stuff around here um, at, at, here at the little streaming station. I'm going to set it all up. So um, ultimately what I want to say is listeners uh, of Shaq, if you were into that streaming stuff and you know all about it, if you want to help me speed up the learning curve, if you've got any recommendations or pointers or tips, like I'm, I'm open for them. Like hit, hit us in the discord um, let me know because I'm going to be, I'm not going to start streaming. I'm probably going to stream some things, but it's not really me wanting to stream. It's really me testing. I'm going to be testing yeah. and configuring things, getting things set up for the house party. So hopefully the idea is by the time the house party comes, everything is plug and play. Mm -hmm. I load everything into the van. We unload it. We put it into the room. We set up the stage and we turn it all on and it's ready to go. Um, I also bought a new PC. Now that's just me. I heard about Be this because of all the things that happened, like with the bonus and everything, like all this unforeseen things. I was like, "Well, I don't have to buy the green screen, and I don't have to buy the light kit, and I don't have to buy this thing." So um, maybe it would be a good idea if we didn't run the entire house party off of my laptop. Yeah, <laughs> I've been having this issue with Dev where if my laptop runs for like two or three hours, all of the screens start flickering. And you just have to reboot it. Like, there's no way of, like, you just have to turn it off. There's no app or anything to close. Yeah, I just have right. to reboot it and then it'll start again in two or three hours. And I was like, this is going to be really problematic. <laughs> That's yeah. We're going to yeah, be, be streaming bad. around the clock. So I bought, I don't know what I bought. <laughs> I bought, <laughs> I bought a PC from Dell. Um, I think it was like a whole leftover Black Friday deal because you could sure. buy it on eBay. It was a limited time offer, but you, it's, it won't ship for a month. Like you got to wait for it. Hmm. Um, I don't know what it is. Dev saw the specs and he was like, this is crazy. I read the specs to Sean Capri and Sean was like, Donnie, this computer cost three grand in Canada. <laughs> it's like, this is insane. I know it has an RTX 20 something, like an RTX 2080 or 2070 or something like that. 
um, i7. It's got the SSD. Mm-hmm. It's it's Dev and approved. It is Dev approved. Dev was like it. It has LED lights in it. That's what I know. It's got like it glows and stuff <laughs> like that. So it looks pretty. It does. So uh, hopefully a month from now I will get that and I will start moving all of the stuff that I have and OBS and all that into that. And uh, that'll be our main rig in which I'll sell. Yeah. I'll sell my laptop and recoup a little bit of that money. I didn't. Sure. Pay that, I didn't pay that much for nope. it. I think I got right. a really good steal on it actually. Plus, Canadian money isn't real anyway. So three thousand <laughs> over there is like twenty five, thirty bucks. I don't know. Um, I've been mentioning Shack for a while now that I've had. Uh, I've had this gift card that I had trading credit from. I don't even know what anymore that I've been holding at GameStop. <laughs> I've got like seventy four dollars on a GameStop card. It's been in my wallet for a year. So oh couple that with my hundred dollar gift card I got from the family and I got myself the nice new little switch light mm. team yellow of course uh, uh, there we go team yellow and um, I know I've said this when I got jacks but now having my own and, and really playing on this a bunch this is the best like Nintendo switch it is so good like that one piece form factor again I don't regurgitate everything it really reminds me of that second refresh of the Vita that sure. the plastic Vita that didn't yep. have the OLED in it, mm-hmm. it feels like almost exactly the same and like a proper D-pad. Um, I haven't, and I actually don't think I will foresee myself ever playing on the OG Switch on the go ever again. That Switch is going to sit in the dock yep. and stay there, and that's all it's going to be used for is just to connect to the TV and maybe capture off of. This is what I want to play on. And even like when I'm home and I'm playing, if I'm watching TV or anything, I want to like, I just, I like the way it, I don't know. I just, it fits better in my hands. I like yeah. where the buttons are. It's just more comfortable. It's where I want to play. To feel solid. That's, it, that's still my biggest concern. That's the thing that I think that might be the biggest thing about it is that it, that feels solid. There's nothing like slightly moving or clicky yep. or anything like that. It just, it's one piece and that feels so good. It feels so much better. It, it makes me want to play on it yep. versus playing on the other thing. Also, um, you haven't held the switch light, have you? No. The buttons are like mushy. And it feels okay. great. Like, like mm. it's really, really good. It's like they're all, they're not like tappy, like they're not like, and they don't feel as small as like the Joy-Con buttons. They're a little bigger yeah. and they feel a little more mushy, a little more feedback. Okay. And I just like it. I really, really like it. So uh, I'm very, very excited. And uh, just to put, get something in here about what I've played since then, um, I asked you to come shack with me specifically <laughs> because I beat Deadly Premonition. Now we talked about this game at E3 and we've talked about it occasionally since. Um, did you ever beat it? Did you play it? I don't remember if I beat it. I hundred percent played it. Um, okay. back on PS three. Yeah. Yeah. So a long time ago. So when this game was announced at E3, you were like, it's a great game. I was like, it's a terrible game. No, it was uh, a good game. But you played it and I didn't. Nope. And the reason that I said it was a terrible game is, uh, just a lesson for any listeners out there. It's reviews. Like if you're judging this game based on reviews, it is a terrible game. Like it's objectively a really bad game. Um, if you play it and you're slightly into this type of game, um, you might find something truly special, which I think I did. Um, did you listen to the game, the board of video game show? Not yet. No. I'm okay. So I talk about it a little bit on there. I never watched Twin Peaks. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. But I've heard Twin Peaks 
with um i've heard twin peaks all a ton all kinds of games that i've mm-hmm. heard that i like like control yeah. um like life is strange this is like twin peaks of the game mm-hmm. apparently so not only have i beat this game because i had so much fun playing this game i have started watching twin peaks i'm in season two i watched the movie i watched the first season the, i'm on season the two. original or the new series <laughs> oh, the original like that's the original we, that's what wow. we've been doing okay. in our off time um i don't know what it is uh, I don't know, like I don't know what it is about it that I can tell you. Like it's hard to describe. Sure. It's just weird. Yeah, it's, it's just style. odd, and it's it's so odd. Um, so I mean, it's an old game, but obviously it's new for Nintendo Switch owners. So I, I don't want to go out of my way to spoil it. So I will say a lot of the reviews um, back in the day, because I've watched them, you know, like I watched them after the game was announced, because a lot of people keep telling me, like, this is Donnie. This is a Donnie yeah. game. Like, you've got to play this game. This is you. And uh, and I've heard this before. This is not the first. I heard it when it came out. And the reason I didn't play it when it came out was because it reviewed so badly. Yeah. This game is like twos and threes. Like, people are like, this is the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag um, <Donnie> games. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um. There's so much clock tower and yeah. like old Resident Evil in this game. It's mm-hmm. very like Suda. And I'm very excited that Suda and Swery are supposedly working on a game together. Now it looks like they're just eating lunch together and talking about games, but eventually at some point they're supposed to have a game that comes out, which means it'll probably be I on mean, like Switch 4. Right. <laughs> well, because you, you look at No More Heroes 3 and Deadly Premonition 2, which is mm-hmm. coming out at some point in 2020. Well, this year, we could say that now. Yeah. Um, the two of them are going to be busy. But once that's done, that could be the next project for both of them. But that, you're looking I think at that's starting what, probably next year. I think but. that's what it is. And like yeah. with Suda, it's interesting with Suda because I don't think Suda is definitely not like programming. I think no. Suda is like writing narrative art. And then Dark people are just working for him yeah, he's as he just travels around. He, like, he's a figurehead mm-hmm. at this point. I don't think anything's happening with that. But uh, anyway, so what I'm going to say about this game is uh, the driving is as advertised. It's pretty bad. Um, oh, yeah. But it's not like I was expecting it to be worse because okay. like this – I believe the history of this game is it was maybe like first earmarked for like Dreamcast. And then it um, finally probably. came out on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 like because it got delayed um, because it was a completely well, different it, game yeah. for a while. Yeah, it came out in 2010 in Japan, but did for another like three years after that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it, it went through a lot of retooling, but that sounds about right. I mean, you figured during that time it probably was Slater as a Dreamcast originally. Yeah. Um. But the whole everything about it, you everybody like grouchy. You everybody was like Donnie need to play this game. You were all 100 percent right because um, I was posting all all kinds of like screenshots and videos of my playtime with it because it was blowing my freaking mind. This dude that talks to himself and then there's like these twins and he like he reads things from his coffee and like all this crazy stuff. It's like this is the most odd, stupid game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And and uh, as I mentioned on board video games because we were actually recorded the day after I was posting on stuff. So Kyle was very in tune with why I was playing it. I played it that day for like 10 straight hours like i like i kept playing it i was like i i don't i, I can't put it down <laughs> it's weird it's hard to explain um all right so here's what i'll say like crazy story i knew what i thought was happening i won't tell you who the killer is mm-hmm. but like i knew i was like okay this is pretty obvious and it is like it is totally obvious what's totally not obvious is that there's this whole other thing happening that you don't know about until you know so yep. i didn't see that coming at all um what happens to Emily is grotesque. I mean, that is some Silent Hill stuff. 
was oh, like, yeah. what the? <laughs> and it's uh, all during that same time frame. All these games came out at that time. And that's that's what they went for. And they whew. went for it. So I'm excited to see the sequel now. Um, I'm excited a lot of weeks because obviously I haven't played it. And now that I'm into it, now I consider myself like I like the game. Now I'm more interested in the sequel. So I went back and watched the trailer and the visuals are so much better looking. Yeah. It's still not like a great looking game by today's standards, no, but, but still. way better than that game. Um, so I hope they keep the oddities. The only thing that I will say is that I hope, I hope it's modernized. Same story. Sure I don't even care be. if it's like even a little like tanky and like if they want to say like that's the game, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Resident Evil style. Right. Make the driving better. Make walking better. Make the menus better. My biggest complaint with this game is like navigating the town. Yeah. I actually pulled up on a on my tablet a town map that I could like zoom in and see because you can't place like markers and drive to the waypoint and everything. So I was constantly finding myself driving in circles, going the wrong direction. Oh yeah. Because I had no sense of space. But uh, it feels like uh, like a horror fans, maybe like a Shinmu. Like, yeah, because this is yeah. like early, it's like open world, yeah, which I didn't is. expect yeah. it to be because mm-hmm. a lot of back then you didn't have those types of games. So like, nope. I bet that novelty was really, really cool in a lot of people and the story is bonkers, but good. Oh, yeah, good bonkers. So you mentioned the polarizing reviews. This game actually has the Guinness Book of World Records in the Gamers Edition as the most critically polarizing <laughs> survival horror game. IGN. So just IGN. In the UK, gave it a seven and a half out of ten, but in the US, they gave it two out of ten. <laughs> See, yeah, <laughs> but Destructoid gave it ten out of ten. Like this game, it, it, it's really it depends on who's playing it. But it really Games does. Radar calls it the best worst game. Like that, it's I just think all over the place. I think that's fitting. I think it's a very yeah. fitting description because I do think objectively it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Like like the controls and the the visuals, even the visuals are. Oh like, yeah. So like. And I don't know, um, I was actually trying to talk of this with Grouchy. My understanding is that this is not the director's cut. This is the no, OG version of the it's game. It's the original. So yep. with this being the OG version of the game, I'm actually quite impressed with some things. Like the the models, um, their hair specifically, their hands. If you remember like how hands have been drawn to video games a long time. Yeah. Like these are types of things that like as I'm trying to put myself back in that time, I was like, these are all pretty good. But there's this one yeah. scene when you arrive to the town where you look over a bridge into the vista and it looks like a Microsoft Paint version. Like, it's just like a blue, <laughs> flat shape. There's no wave or any texture of water at all. I'm yeah. just like, this is terrible. Yeah, uh, this was originally... So, it was originally designed as a PlayStation 2 game. Uh-huh. That got canceled. It got canceled four times before coming out on PlayStation 3. So, yeah. So, think PS2 era. So, you're thinking, like, Grand Theft Auto 3. Like, those types of graphics is what you got to imagine. Those types of... That time yeah. period. But, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, count myself as a fan. I don't know if I will go 50-60 on Deadly Premonition 2. I haven't actually checked mm. what, the, what the price yeah. is. I haven't. Um, I don't think they announced. But. I need to see, like, I need to see, well, I don't want to judge a game based on reviews because I like the game. <laughs> like, that's the that was the issue with the first one um, is yes. I never played it because of the reviews. But still, I want to hear, like, I want to hear how long it is. I want to hear about the, the modernization improvements before I jump in. But uh yeah, thanks for the recommendations, everybody. I'm really, really glad that I played it. Yeah, no price yet. So I've been playing other things. It has like a telltale look kind of now. It you does. Seen? It's almost like a little bit cell shaded around yeah, the edges, like yeah, the yeah. dark black lines. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, I've been playing other games, which I just won't talk about now because we're already like going super long. <laughs> yeah, right. The show. Um, so we'll talk about those next week. All right. So I've got some news that we need to get out of the way. And I mm. was hoping that we were going to have uh, another person here to bounce this off of. But Kevin, did you know? 
that Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is kicking it old school. There is an event coming out on January 3rd titled Melee is Life, where players Ooh. will only be able to use fighters, stages, or stages, and items from the GameCube Super Smash Bros. Melee with the <laughs> Melee rules. Now, it's cool that they also, they didn't like redesign it, but they moved the character models to make it look like it did in Melee. On oh, the yeah. Character yep. I'm looking at some screenshots. Yeah. Which is uh, really, really cool. So I am imagining that uh, Jason is just chomping at the bit, pulling out his GameCube controller, and uh, everybody else should. If you're a super big Smash fan, now is the time to definitely play. That's really, really cool event that they're doing. It is cool. And, I mean, Melee was my favorite, hands down, anyway. I think that's um, most people. Right. And, uh, yeah, I know it's the popular opinion there, but I just felt that one was worked the best, whether it was a controller or not, because I didn't play the new one with the GameCube controller, so I'm not sure if it still felt the same way, but... Yeah, it, it is definitely cool, and it's good to see them still doing different stuff. Besides the new fighters, we know we're getting those. But to do something other than, hey, here's some more spirits, which do absolutely nothing in, on a board. The you more know, you play, the better the spirit you get, Kevin. Sure. Because that does. Spirits so are much. such a big letdown for me. I had, yeah. like, I bought into it after because the, they first they told us about it, and I was like, that sounds dumb. And then yeah. they showed it to us, and I was like, that looks cool. And then I played it, and I was like, nope, it's dumb. Nope, dumb. Yeah, <laughs> give me the trophies back. I want to read the little history snippets instead That's of true. No, I 100%. I was wrong on that one. Um, okay. This this came out last night. Caroline's been tweeting about it, so I, I feel like I'd be doing her disservice if I didn't bring it up. A new commercial for An- new, Animal Crossing New Horizons released in Japan overnight, dubbed The New Year. The trailer shows Tom Nook, Isabel, and the villagers gathered in a theater watching some gameplay uh, of the new feature. So they show like uh, the wind blowing through the trees, uh, creating new pathways, chopping trees down. There's like some new villagers and most importantly, the box art. Now we don't know if it's North American box art, but it's definitely Japanese box art. And I'm pretty sure it's probably the box art. Um, um, one thing that I picked up in the trailer, cause I, I watched it, I watched it a few times. I don't know if this is, I'm not the animal crossing super fan that you guys are. I think it shows like furniture and stuff outside. Yes. Can you do that before? Uh, no. There's like a picnic table except, that except I called the, the in campyard. and the there's like a, go. like a burning barrel, like, and you can like see them like making the path to it. And I was like, that's, that's new, right? Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, Caroline has mentioned on Twitter how disappointed she is in the visuals. So my take, uh, when I was watching it, the, the, the density, the detail mm. that's been put into it has definitely improved since the E3 showing. If you yes. remember E3, I wasn't like super impressed with it. I was like, this looks like it's early production. Like this doesn't look ready for primetime. Now yep. it's starting to look a little more ready for primetime. There's definitely more detail. There's more textures. There's stuff. All that said, it's still not a visually like good looking game. It kind of looks like a 3DS version, like like Pokemon Sword and Shield. It kind of looks like that game just on this new system. You're not getting the, the Mario Odyssey color pop vibrant Mario Kart 8 thing that I think Maybe us real big super fans are really excited. Now, I don't think anybody's going to care when they play the game. But at the same time, like, it's a new system. You have new hardware. Like, you expect to see that type of stuff. Yeah, I almost feel looking at it, I'm wondering if they're going to say it was a stylized choice. That they said, hey, this is what the look of Animal Crossing is going to be. Um, so they kind of toned it down, kept it, you know, kitty ish you know the, the like you said the textures and stuff looks really good the tree bark and everything like that looks much more improved um than previously before but i'm just debating whether or not they just nintendo said hey this is what 
Animal Crossing is going to look like, regardless of what system. Like like a Kirby. Like Kirby looks like Kirby. He doesn't change. He still has the same texture to him. The same you know. Even the new dimensions. Kirby is like vibrant and like looks right. looks a little more modern. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. And then I'm also wondering too. Is this we don't? If you think about this, we typically don't see a lot of Nintendo commercials. We see like these YouTube trailers. Sure. I'm wondering if this is just like 3DS when we used to have the 3DS stuff come out. We're like, oh my God, this looks awful. But then when we actually played on the 3DS, we're like, this looks way better than what they captured. I don't Maybe. know if that's the I case. I was hoping for that hoping. case with Pokemon and it didn't like really. It didn't work. Right, exactly. And then the other thing, I keep forgetting, this game is coming out in two months. Mm-hmm. It's coming out in March. Mm-hmm. We still know nothing. Virtually nothing about Ooh, this game. Wow. Some bare bone basic stuff, but they haven't gotten into anything, which is kind of crazy at this point. You got like a couple months leading in. Like, are they giving it like the Luigi's Mansion treatment where, yeah, you got some details mentioned in Nintendo Direct and that was it. And then the game just kind of came out and a lot of people really liked it. But I'm I'm confused as to why that this type of game that has that type of following hasn't had more of a in-depth direct, at least by now. Maybe that's the next one we get. Hold but that. It's, I'm scared. Yeah. Hold that thought. <laughs> okay. The Pan-European Game Information Board. These are the folks that do the Peggy 3, yeah. Peggy 7, um, have rated Metro Redux for Switch. So for those of you that don't know what Metro Redux is, this was a, a dawn of like the new gen game. It was like ported to P- PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. They're all games, PlayStation 3 and Xbox oh, yeah, 360. Yeah. Um, this is Metro 2033 and Last Light? Or is Light the new one? No. That's so it's Last Light. Okay, so yeah. Last Light's the new one. Or the old one. So it's uh, Metro 2033 and Last Light ported together, apparently are coming to Switch. Um, I played these games. They came to PlayStation Plus, I want to say, in the first year of PlayStation 4. I definitely didn't yeah. buy them. Um, I like them. There were competent shooters. My interest in this one isn't there um, just because of the game. But at the same time, I'm also wondering, about, like, how good is it going to, like, what, how's the port? Like, how it, it's, it's interesting. Um, one of the predictions that I want to talk about later is going to kind of involve this. So I'm just going to save it. But do you have any okay. interest in Metro? I played some of these. I dabbled in them too. Same as you. Like I own them and I don't know how. So I'm assuming it was a, a free game at some point. I, good, I want to like Metro. Good but I just, story. I, Not the new right. one, but the old ones were like good survival horror right. shooter kind of like fear. You know, yeah. like it was kind of good, but not like not, you know, this is not they my had, favorite games. I can't get like right. excited about them. They had pacing issues for sure. That was a big part of it too, where it just felt slow where yes, there's a, a gap in games in the switch like this for sure. So maybe, but I'm like, if people really didn't buy them out in troves and Xbox and PS PlayStation, are they, is the switch audience going to buy them? Like, I don't see it maybe. doing that well either. If you bundle, maybe if it's not $60, maybe, but maybe. I, I don't know. I, I don't see the hype. If it takes like the one, Assassin's Creed route where you get two games for 40 or something like that. Right. If they yeah. do that, then I could see it selling okay. But even like the Assassin's Creed, like I haven't heard people buying it out in droves. I bought like, it. People aren't going. Right. But I mean, like you haven't heard like the mainstream people like, oh, I rushed it out and got it. Like, you know, so I bought it because it. Uh, not not to derail, but maybe it is a mm-hmm. good good segue to just get away from Metro because <laughs> I feel like we're doing disservice to people that there are people that yeah, like right. Metro. Yes. Us two are not the two people to talk about. No, we're not uh, the target audience. Apparently, the new Assassin's Creed port to Switch, not the first one, the new mm-hmm. one has uh, Black Flag and Rogue. 
Yeah. If you, I've read reviews and I've watched reviews and, and this pre- specifically I've watched like video analysis of the game because that's what I'm more concerned about. I know what the mm-hmm. games are. I've played them or at least I've played, I've played Black Flag. I've never Black played Flag. Rogue. Uh, apparently the switchboard on these are really good. Like, a lot of people are like, it's pretty good. Like it's, the textures are definitely lower. It's 720p docked, but you know, um, but it scales. It's got um, a lot of the texture work is there. A lot of the lighting is there. It's like, this is very, very, this is a really good quality port, which is what I want to hear. It's like, that's exciting. That's good. Um, because still having like, even though I'm not Black Flag's biggest fan, I played a lot of it on Wii U. Having a game that big in the palm of your hands has got to have some value, especially yeah. if you've never played it before. And considering I've never played Rogue, um, that has that value. Now it was cut down to twenty one dollars, and I had twenty. I had like sixteen dollars Amazon. I got the game. I did a screenshot. I got the game for like four dollars. <laughs> That's what I paid. I was like, sweet. Um, so I'm finally gonna play Rogue eventually. Yeah. It's going into the backlog. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go, Kevin. Here comes the fun stuff. Around a dozen new mystery SKUs have popped up in GameStop's internal database. Each one simply labeled "Available SKU Switch." All right. So I wrote down some bullet points, some thoughts that I had. Typically, we we always see this type of stuff before a direct. I think the last three or four directs, like we've always had this GameStop yeah. has listing stuff. So this is signs that we're going to have a new direct. That's not mm-hmm. rocket science. Anybody out there going, I think there's going to be a Nintendo Direct in January, like hold your horses. Uh, <laughs> January is a popular month for Nintendo Directs. Specifically, yeah. if you go back and look, 2019 was the first Indie World that we got. Yes. So if you count that as a direct, which I do, we got that in 2019. 2018, we got that, um, I, th- I would call it like infamous mini direct. Remember that? Like the mini direct and like, again. like that was cool. Um, 2017, we got the Fire Emblem direct and the Switch presentation. Mm-hmm. And then we got traditional Nintendo directs in 2015, 14, and 13 in January. So yeah, there's probably a Nintendo direct this month. Like that's what's going to happen. Yep. The last Nintendo direct we had was on September 4th. And if you remember that one, that was the one we got uh, Overwatch Town, Luigi's Mansion 3, Pokemon, Oberdin. Oh, we had the Indie World, too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so there's also some more information here to kind of allude to things. Mm. On Nintendo's maintenance website, they're taking down, they're taking all network activity to update a firmware update. That's the first time that they have taken down network to update firmware. Typically, these firmware updates, we just get in a, a tweet firmware 9.1 is out like there's some new icons you added so a lot of people are hoping probably too much that we might get new themes or folders or an e-shop update i think i to me that's what i thought of first was an e-shop update yeah maybe they're going to add some new categories or some new tags or something a new new menu or new splash page i don't know um i do know that um did you read nintendo life's 2020 with developers thing that they did no. They talked to 10 different indie devs on different games and like some port studios on what they love about the Switch and what they don't like about the Switch. And about half of them said one thing that they would see for area improvement is better discoverability, better organization on the eShop. So maybe, you know, maybe that's on the way. I don't know. We'll see that. And then uh, Leaky Panda, whether you want to believe this person or not, has a good track record. Um, they said that they have a contact who's told them that the developer deadline for promotional material for the next Nintendo Direct is January 3rd. So, Sean Capri wants to know, price is right rules. When is the next, when is the next Nintendo Direct? January 8th. Ooh. All right, so I, I wrote down my answer earlier, so I'm just going to read it. I really want to say the 23rd. 
And the reason I want to say the 23rd is when I was looking up all the different directs, because I typically like to do this, go through and see where they were. Um, we had direct on the 23rd, like a lot, actually. <laughs> like it's, it's happened like two or three times. It's like, I was like a weird anomaly that I, I found. Also, I, like we never get directs on, on weekends. We never get directs. Um, we rarely, I want to say, I don't want to say never because I didn't look them all up, but we rarely get directs on like Mondays or Fridays. Typically yeah. we get directs Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. Thursdays, I think happen more often than not. I don't know if that's a rule or anything, but I think we typically get more of them on Thursdays. So the 23rd is the Thursday and it's happened before. So it just seems to make sense. That said, with all of this evidence that we have with the eShop being taken down and all this different stuff, I'm going to say the 7th. <laughs> so, like, we're going to be really close because, I mean, the 7th is next Tuesday. So, because yeah, my biggest thing is I figure it has to be before Tokyo Mirage Sessions comes out. I figure they're going to do one more plug, show you one more trailer, do something to get those people who aren't familiar with the game to be like, hey, this seems pretty cool. Oh, Let's yeah. go. Because you, you're buying all the stuff. You got all the gift cards. You know, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's if you the forgot, time to pump the engine. Here's the new thing. Maybe throw out a, a, a new marquee indie game. You know, like, I don't want to read you my list, but I've got 50 that I'm still waiting on. So there's a bunch that they could get out at any point in time. Um, if I was to pick one off the top of my head, maybe like Kentucky Route Zero, which is still right. not here. We've been waiting on it yep. for three years now. It's like, where's the game? Maybe you throw that out, something like that. But I, I'm with you. So um, the eighth is a good pick. The eighth is a really good pick. And I'm also thinking, I was thinking it might be sooner rather than later because um, they, they they don't have like long buildups or lead ups to these anymore. No. You know, it's usually the day before, like maybe Friday, they're like, hey, check out Tuesday when we have a Nintendo Direct or <laughs> Monday. It's like, hey, Monday, we have a Nintendo Direct Tuesday. on Thursday. You know, like yep. that's what they do now. So I don't think we need to really build any lead time or anything like that. No. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's safe to assume that we have a Nintendo Direct coming soon. And that's exciting because um, as we get into the next one, I have a question from Drew asking us about 2020. <clears throat> which I'm going to rope Sean's next question. And so, Sean, I see you in the chat. Uh, I know you have your other question. We're going to rope into this question. Um, we know a few things that Nintendo has on the on the docket. We don't know have a whole lot from them themselves, especially right. after Animal Crossing. So now would be the time to start laying um, some, some pavement as you start leading up to E3 and uh, down the line a little bit. Okay. So I got this little activity from Drew. Which I, and I call it activity because it was like a question, but then the way he worded it, I was like, it's not really a question. So here, here's what he wrote me. Um, I want to know what you think 2020 will shape up for on Nintendo Switch with next gen looming. And then here's what he does. I want to know what's your most anticipated Switch games of 2020. What's one hope and one concern for each one of those games? So I reached out to you earlier and we built a little list of games that we know are coming already. So, mm -hmm. Kevin, I'm going to start with Dr. Kawashima's Brain Age. What is one hope and one concern you have for that game? Um, I mean, for me, I was a fan of the DS ones just because it was something different, something fun to do, and you just pick up and play for a couple minutes a day and put it down. Um, hope is that it is as good as the 3DS ones were, or DS ones really, for that matter, and um, kind of just combine everything we have with some new features in there. Concern? is that it's just a straight copy of what we already got. And they just kind of repush it back out again as is. And just be like, here you go. And they try and charge us 60 bucks for it too, which that's the other thing. The brain age games were 20 bucks. They weren't expensive games at all. Uh, all the variations they did. I think they're like three different versions they did. Um, and then big brain Academy, like all those were budget titles that were tons of fun. That was the appeal. That's why they sold a ton. Like they box were... boy. Exactly. Yeah. So as long as they don't try and do the Nintendo thing, they've been doing a little bit. 
that switch tax, if you will. Kind of. If the if it, the price is right and it's good, uh, people will buy it. But I'd be concerned that the price is going to be something ridiculous. They're going to try and do like 40, 50, 60 again. I'm going to skip this one. I've never played Brain Age. Wow, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Never had original DS. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. So, uh, what's one hope and one concern you have for Animal Crossing New Horizons? Uh, concern is the footage we're seeing is what the end game looks like, which really isn't a deal breaker. Are you concerned about me. that? I no, don't think, I, a, I think it might be a letdown, but I think once you start playing it, I don't think anybody will care. Right. I think no matter what, I'm going to have fun with it. It can't be a, um, what was the one I hated the most? It was the city folk, the Wii one. I think that was the one I was most disappointed with out of all of them. Um, the one concern I have though, with the, the visuals we have right now is everything seems to be really close. I want to be back a little bit. I don't want to be zoomed in so much. I want to see, you know, when you have those tasks and you got to find the certain villager, I don't want to be like, I can only see two frames next to me. I want to be able to see like, oh, they're going to make you look at it like a little mini map and then walk over there. Yeah. Right. So I'm hoping visually it comes back just a little bit. That, that'd be my concern is that it doesn't. And we have that, that view that we have right now. And that now. makes We've a lot of everything. sense too, because they're probably, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Cause on 3DS, you had the mini map, but it was always on the bottom screen. So you could see at any point. So you didn't necessarily mm-hmm. need to see it. But yep. now that you don't have the bottom screen, if you do have to look at like a mini map, you're going to be doing that a bunch. You're going to be toggling yep. back and forth. Oh, that, yep. that does kind of suck. So I, I'm hoping that's not the thing. Um, for hopes, I hope that they continue to support the game with stuff down the line. That makes um, sense. They kind of always tout these different things. Like even in the last one on um, New Leaf, for like, hey, you can get these exclusive items certain times a year by going sure. to the post office. And that never works. Like I can never get it to work. Oh, I, I never had a problem with that. Properly. Like the, when they did like the events, you go to like a. a yeah. What what they call those? those they had like the little tents like that would pop up, or you get like little things, like the special or special villager would come in, and you would get that. No, no, you... no, not not those. There used to be, um, I forget what they called it. When you go into like Best Buy, they had a Nintendo like hotspot point there. You used to, yes, you're supposed to be able to I go did that there for Pokemon. And I never did it for Animal Crossing. Right, Animal Crossing was to have it. I never once got anything from it. So I hope that now with everything being online the way it is, that that function is still there, but it actually works when we it's get my stuff. Nintendo I want rewards, it to be, man. Right. Well, that's fine to do it that way too. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Good. But I want to see stuff. I don't want it to be the same thing every year because this will be a game I'll play for years and years. Maybe throw me a little bit something extra, not this Christmas, but next Christmas. That's different than it was the year before. Give me something new, new furniture, new stuff. Add it in. It should be hypothetically an easy thing to do now with the infrastructure gaming is built to be like, hey, here's a patch. We've added in these 20 new outfits for, you know, World Cup or something. You know, sure. Super Bowl comes up. Here's some football jerseys for your characters, like stuff that wasn't available in game, just additional content later on. Whether it's a season pass thing, fine. I'm cool with that. Or freebies are even better. But either way, I just hope there's additional support and the game just doesn't come out and here's what it is. It never updates a la Super Mario Party, which I, I flabbergasted they haven't done anything with. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, my biggest hope for Animal Crossing, I think I said this before, is I just want it to be bigger and, and grander, maybe even the better word, not in terms of size. Um, yeah. I want to be able, especially because now we we basically own the island now. So I want to build the town and I hope it's not like glass ceiling capped at like a little Animal Crossing town. Like I want to make it big, you yeah. know, like go up and make it bigger and, and, and make it a little more grander than what we've seen in the 3DS. My biggest concern is that it's probably just more of the same. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not the Animal Crossing diehard. Um, so I'm not going to like go shake all the trees and do it. If it's, if it's literally, if it feels like I'm playing the same game, if it feels like this is animal crossing newly, if I'm, I'm not going to stick around with it long. Right. So I want, I need it to feel new. I need, you know, above the visuals, like the actual gameplay, 
shake it up a little bit. And I'm hoping yep. maybe some multiplayer or like some amiibo integration or something. Like there's some extra gimmick or three, you know, like if it's literally shake the trees, catch the bug, catch the fish, get the fruit, if that's it. Like I need those things and then maybe two or three iterations of each one of those so yep. I can really vary it up and mix it up. Otherwise, I'm not going to stick with it. Yep, not with you. Okay, No More Heroes 3, <laughs> which is still slated for 2020. I mean, they keep saying it's 2020, so I'm starting to think that it is 2020. I think they're going to make it. Otherwise, I don't think they would go everywhere constantly telling everybody it is if it was in, you know, if it was any sort of concern. Um, man, I, I don't know. Like, my biggest <laughs> hope for it is that, I mean, I just, I hope I love it. I hope the story's great, and I hope it plays like No More Heroes. Um, yeah. I know they mentioned that the Joy-Cons and the motion control support will be there. Um, so it'll be built into the Pro Controllers. Absolutely a game that I want to play uh, on the big screen and do all the things. Yeah. I hope the mini games are, like, super fun. I want to play yeah. with a cat. I want to ride the motorcycle, and I want to, I want open world-ish areas. That's one thing I haven't seen yet. True. So that's one of the things I really loved about them on Wii. That's one of the, I think one of the most like things that attracted me to it is like, hey, you can go out in the city and drive the motorcycle around, go from point to point to do missions, that GTA mm -hmm. sandbox type of thing. Um, no More Heroes does set up very well to be more of a Devil May Cry like mission-based structure. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe they're doing that. Maybe it's like a smaller scale thing, but I would love it to be the No More Heroes that I always know and love. So um, that's, that's probably my biggest hope. And I don't know about my my biggest concern. Um, I don't think that they could make it so bad that I don't like it. Like, I don't think the writing could be... I mean, I think I've been here this long and I've played the other ones and I've replayed them and I've played Travis Strikes again. Like, I think I'm there for it. Um, I, I think the style and everything is going to run well on Switch. I'm not worried about anything there. So I'll just kick that to you and then maybe riff off of you. Yeah, I mean, my biggest hope is it's more... No more heroes, less Travis Strikes again. Not that I had a problem with Travis Strikes again. It's tons of fun. I just don't want another game in that style under that name. Like it's no more heroes. I expect no more heroes. That's what I want it to be. Um, so I'm, I'm there for that. Biggest concern would be honestly at this point, just that it wouldn't hit the 2020. I mean, okay. that's, that makes sense. That's really about it. Cause with that name, with what we've seen so far, yes, it's just been trailers. It seems to be taking all the right steps, hitting all the right beats for me. I just want it to be the, the feel that it was on the Wii with one and two. That's yeah. all. You know, now that I'm, I'm just trying to think of something else. Mm. I think a big concern for me is that it reviews poorly. Um, I think not having, yeah. and, and, may, and maybe not just the reviews, but maybe even say like critical reception and sales are. are Sa sales are going to be tough. Yeah. Are light because we don't have No More Heroes 1 and 2. I think a lot of, it's been a long time. <laughs> That's the other part of it. It's been a while. So I don't necessarily think there's a bunch of us out there that have ties to the series that are going to buy it. Um, even with all of like the, the, you know, the promotion that it's receiving, the place that it's getting kind of in the lineup and, and the amount, like where they're putting this, you know, in front of people, I could see a lot of people buying it because they've seen it in directs and they saw it at the game awards and they're like, Hey, I'm going to play this game. And they have no idea what they're getting into. And they're going to get yeah. like their first dose of a suit game. And they're gonna be like, this sucks. Or they think it's, Oh, this is the sequel to Travis strikes again. And they're like, well, this game is totally different. Like, yeah, yes, it's thematically even have the same. Ports but... yet. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I think that might be because I would, it would really, it would hurt my feelings if like this considers like, oh, it's a commercial flop. Nobody likes it, and that's right. it. 
Like this is and the I mean, end Travis of the Strikes again didn't review great. It's it Metacritic okay. has a sixty-seven yeah. right now. Yeah, mediocre. Okay. It's okay. But like No More Heroes two was like eighty-eight on Metacritic. Yeah. So like that's why it has that pedigree. But like you said, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, and not a lot of people carry the the torch for that game beyond like we have. Like we're like we're excited for it, but a lot of people maybe don't even know what it is at this point. And like you said, they might just uh, identify it as oh, it's Travis again from Travis Strikes Again. And then you play it's like, well, this is totally different. This is totally different. Know, this top-down Diablo-esque kind of game, you know. Yep. Uh, the next one is Doom Eternal. Now, my biggest concern for this game is that it's not coming. Um, it's coming March 20th, but not for Switch, right? Like, it's delayed right. on Switch. Yep. We don't know. Like, I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it'll make it. But in what shape it makes it, like, who knows? Um, they showed this game for two years. It was 100% guaranteed to come out this fall. And then they announced a six, eight month delay, like out of nowhere, out of the blue. Yeah. It was like two weeks before it was supposed to launch. They're like, Sorry. And it looks so good. It looks amazing. It like, we've it looks seen done. it run on Stadia. We've seen it run on Xbox. Like they've been, they've hands on events for 18 months and they're like, it's completely, nope, we, we gotta, so I don't know. Um, that's my biggest concern for it. My biggest hope for it is that it's everything that we saw it, that it's crazy. I want the, 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 I don't know what is it called? The hook shot like that. I want to yeah. jump from, from pillar to pillar that whole, I'm not multiplayer person, but I'm going to try mm-hmm. it because that whole multiplayer mode where, where you pit the enemies against like three other players. I think that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and just the game looks dope. Now I'm not going to play it on switch. I, no, I can't, I can't, rem- <laughs> I can't recommend anybody do it either. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have an option, then yeah, play it on Switch. Like, if you don't have the the alternatives, um, but yeah, I'm with you. It was like the the biggest hope is that it's it's everything we've seen it to be, um, and that I, I genuinely do hope it still comes out on Switch. I don't think it's going to sell gangbusters. It's going to be in the same boathouse as um, Wolfenstein was and, yeah. and the other Doom was, uh, you know, things like that, where it'll do okay. Um, biggest concern though is, and this out of all people in PSVG to say it, it pains me to say it. I'm concerned with Bethesda right now. Yeah. They have not been doing a lot of good things at all. Um, and and, a little rocky. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being like, yeah, we're not, we're just not going to do this anymore. This one's gone. The other I, thing I, can, that I was thinking about like, because it was delayed because it, because they didn't even give us a delay. It's not like it's coming on Xbox and a month later we're going to switch. They're like, yeah, to be determined. It's delayed. So right. that makes me wonder like, does switch get it, but it's campaign only. Like no multiplayer or it's I one, can see that or it's one mode of multiplayer and not like the new stuff. Like all that networking stuff is like, yeah, you just can't do it. Watered down. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Um, the next one that I wrote down and this one's a, a, a personal one. The Xenoblade Chronicles definitive edition. Uh, my biggest hope for this game is that it has the grand um, graphical remake that it deserves. Um, cause it was a huge, like big world and it's a very beautiful world and could be. And if it, if it has that, if it looks like Xenoblade two looks, especially like Torna, Torna mm-hmm. looked better than Xenoblade Chronicles two, then I, I'm going to be really, really excited for this because I'm not exactly sure if Monolith is doing it. Um, That's true. we just know it's coming and right. we know that Monolith is working on Zelda. So, like, is there pieces of Monolith working or is it, like, a port studio? So, that's kind of my thing because we didn't really see it. We saw, you know, a CG trailer of what it's supposed right. to be. So, I'm hoping that's, like, my biggest – that's my biggest hope that it gets there. My biggest concern is that I haven't played this game in a decade and <laughs> I haven't, like – my biggest concern is I don't – I either don't have time for this game anymore or, or probably the better – or the better way of putting it is – because it's just going to be a remake if gaming has moved 
too far away from this type of game. The thing that I loved about Xenoblade Chronicles back in the day when I had it on Wii, when the Wii was my only system, was that Xenoblade Chronicles was huge open mm-hmm. world on Wii. That was crazy. I was like, look how big and grand. It was like like Xenoblade Chronicles X on Wii U. You could go anywhere and jump off all these cliffs and dive right. in all these caves. That was the part of the game that hooked me. I love those sandboxes. And I'm just wondering now, having not played it, because I didn't play it on 3DS because that looked like a disaster. Hmm. I'm afraid now if I boot it up again, that if I get put in that world, if it all suddenly feels cramped. Do hmm. I suddenly, I'm like, oh, it's not as big as I thought it was. It's not a, you know, or like maybe it is. And maybe it looks exactly the same, but maybe it feels barren. You know, like when you go back yeah. to some old games, you know, what you remember from at the time has completely changed because I've played yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five and I've played Breath of the Wild. Some stuff has happened since the last yeah. time I played Xenoblade Chronicles. Now I'm buying it regardless because um, right. this is a really this is this is the only reason I like Xenoblade is because I played the first one. So I'm definitely going to buy the remake and uh, and I'm going to play it. I don't know if I'm going to finish it again, but I'm definitely going to play it. it. Has a great story and uh, all sure. those cutscenes and everything should be beautiful mm. redone. Um, but that's my biggest concern is is just that you know. My revision. I have the same concern with Resident Evil Three, to be honest with you. Just the sure. my rose colored glasses just get broken. Yeah, I'm just like, which oh, I'm no. not a huge fan of Resident Evil Three. I'm it's my favorite one because they did great with two. But yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of three. But <laughs> teach their own. Um, my biggest hope uh, for this one is um, I hope that Caroline enjoys it. My biggest concern is that Nintendo Shack's going to talk about it for three or four months straight. We might, That's yeah, it. yeah, we might, <laughs> we might just do an entire month. Xenoblade Chronicles month. Yeah. Um, the next one that I have is Persona Five Strikers. I have zero concerns for this game. This game is right on my alley. I know exactly what it's going to be. I'm going to press X a bunch, so I'm going to press Y sometimes. I'm going to press A to jump off some stuff, and I'm going to press X a bunch to do it more. And awesome, cool Persona animations are going to happen in front of me while mm-hmm. I do it. And then I have these cool little cutscenes about these awesome characters that I love and adore have a little road trip. <laughs> and so I'm good. Like, that's all I want. I just need uh, my biggest uh, hope for this game is that they have a, a beach scene. That's what we need. We need everybody <laughs> to go to the beach, uh, bikinis and shorts, all that good stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked, excited. Persona 5 Strikers, man. It's going to be great. All right. For me, biggest hope. I hope I love this. Biggest concern that I'm not going to love this. That Shaq I, talks about it for three. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Because this this is the one that's Hyrule Warriors esque, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I like that gameplay style. It, to me, it doesn't matter. Well, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. Did you see the trailer? Uh, yes, it looks it, fantastic. It looks great. It's got, but it's it's it is Hyrule Warriors esque, but it's got platforming segments and it's got right. it's got party relationship stuff and like dialogue yeah. choices. It's kind of all of that kind of mixed together. This looks a level up from the mm, standard sure. Dynasty Warriors take. Yeah. So I'm. I'm there for it. I'm interested, but I was also interested in the Fire Emblem Warriors, and I was really let down by that one. Yeah. Uh, did not have a fun time with that one. That one didn't look a step up at all. Right, right. So I'm hoping that this is good, too. I'm, I'm hopeful on this one. I don't really have a ton of concerns other than I'll buy it and then not enjoy it. That would be my only concern, but it looks great. Uh, we got two more. Bayonetta 3. Um, my biggest concern is I'm not exactly sure what's going on over at Platinum now. No, I yeah. love Astral Chain. Um, for sure. So I'm not trying to make it like a Bethesda take. It's just that mm. Kamiya has been pretty like outspoken. Um, and like my, my biggest concern with Bayonetta three is like, there's been a lot of speculation and like kind of offhand remarks and in interviews and stuff that they're retooling how they do things and they're taking a new approach to things. And I'm wondering what that means for Bayonetta. Like, are, is, is it going to be awesome? 
Are we going to see a brand new iteration of Bayonetta that we haven't imagined yet? Or are they going to show us something that we're like, that's not Bayonetta? Right. That's kind of where right. I'm at with Bayonetta right now. With the way Devil May Cry has evolved and kind of been stylized, like that's very Bayonetta-esque. Mm-hmm. Like you see like that same gameplay style. It's like if they don't do that, to me, it's going to feel weird. So like you, I'd be concerned that they're going to try and do something different to really make it stand out from a Devil May Cry. Yeah, Maybe they're tired you, of the comparisons. If but. you make them, if you read like some of the interviews that they've done, specifically like at E3 and maybe like last year at this time, you know, because everybody asks them all the time about Bayonetta. Like everybody's mm-hmm. like, hey, how, how's Bayonetta 3 coming? And they're very short. And like I, they had like that big article. I want to say it was, um, man, who did the big article? Who's the GameStop folks? Like their media arm that do the magazines and stuff. Game Informer? Oh, Game Informer. Yeah, yeah, I think they had the article. Yeah, they had, they had a cover sure. story, I think. I think so, yeah. And they were talking like, we're retooling everything, we're redoing everything, we're rethinking how we approach these games. And I'm like, is that why we haven't seen Bayonetta? Because we don't know. Like, we we know what Bayonetta is, but we don't know what this game is. They haven't right. showed us this game. They showed us like a little thing, and it's like, Bayonetta 3 is coming. I, maybe what does they, that mean? Maybe they're... <laughs> Right, I maybe they're. I think maybe they're concerned about the sales numbers. Like Bayonetta is is, is a beloved character. It's a beloved franchise, sure. but it's not a ten million copies sold Mm-mm. game. Nope. It's just not. So maybe they're trying to make it that. Ooh. Maybe they're trying to build off that hype and say, okay, we need to go bigger, and it could pay off or it could end really badly depending on I, I what they're trying how to much do. Say Nintendo would have in something like that too. <laughs> I feel like a little to none. Right, but they're I don't paying know. for development. Maybe Nintendo yeah, is but, telling them that they needed to be bigger, better. I maybe, maybe, but I can't see like Sony helped bankroll Death Stranding. I don't feel like anybody at Sony was like, "Hey, Kojima, this is what you're going to do with this game." It's like, mm. fair point, fair point. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it could be wrong, but um, it's just it's odd that we haven't seen Bayonetta this long. Now, there's a no, lot we of things we haven't coming seen. Coming to 2020, either, right? No, maybe? we don't. There's no, right. yeah. We just know that it's been a long time. It's been what two game awards ago, three if counting this one. I think it's three game yeah. awards. Yeah, three game awards. That they ago. said it was coming, and we haven't yeah. really heard a peep out of it since. So maybe yeah, it was we'll year ha- one. It was year one that the switch was out. Maybe we'll have this direct, and maybe we'll show it. Like maybe it's right around the corner. We don't know yet. That's but true. there's got to be a reason that it's been gone this long, um, and maybe the reason is honestly, frankly, maybe the reason is just that they got really excited about the switch, and they just told you that it was coming before it was ever in development. That's also you know, very, very possible. Now it's going to be Bayonetta's Crafted World. Ooh, that'd be good. Different style, guys. The last one is Metroid Prime 4, which this game isn't coming out this year at all. I'm sorry, folks. No, if it does, I'd be more concerned. If they're yeah, like, yes. Metroid Prime 4 is coming, oh no. <laughs> nope. Give me, give me the trilogy remastered this year. Give that'd me Metroid good. Prime 4 next year. Good. I want HD remake of Blast Ball. No. Just free to play. You could leave that out. Free to play Blast Ball. Pre-order bonus is when you right, pre-order. Did you, did you hear 4. my thing um, about Splatoon Three? Taking Metroid Blast Ball and putting it in Splatoon, and letting you have Splatoon Blast Ball. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's cool, isn't it? Because yes. you could like sneak around in the ink and then jump and shoot the Blast yes. Ball. That's good. Spl- Splatoon. Splatoon. We're not even talking about Splatoon here, but we're, we're going to now. No. Splatoon needs to get rid of the single player stuff and just add more multiplayer stuff and Blast Ball. Oh, I take the, the different opposite. sporting events. I don't want the single player. I hate the single. Player I love the 3D world type levels and platforming. That's fun. It's annoying to me. 
Oof. And then having to replay them with certain guns after. I'm not against yeah. just going full multiplayer. My thing, though, is if you're going to go that way, it needs a lot more local stuff. My thing with yeah. Splatoon is Splatoon needs party modes. Yes. That's what Splatoon needs. It needs quick play party modes like Nintendo Land and like Mario Party. We need stuff like that with, with ink guns. And put, that game Super will be Mario Strikers in, in Splatoon's world where they kick a ball full of paint. That'd be awesome. Four player local. Yes. Yep. That'd be great. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, my biggest. Uh, my biggest hope for it is that it's everything that people want it to be. And when you yeah. say that is that it probably never, never can be. Uh, it's very exciting that retro is back on it. Who knows what that means? God, when's the right. last time we got a retro game? Exactly. Tropical freeze. It's been a while, you know, so, but they're the ones that can do it. They proved that they could do it before. Now, are we going to get, you know, Metroid prime is going to be like, like which one is going to be like in terms of, you know, the sequels. Um, but I'm very, very excited for it. My biggest hope for Metroid has always been, and I've said this for a long time, and I know Nintendo, I think Nintendo fans in the forums and stuff when I've brought this up before, especially on Twitter, I don't think they like hearing this. I always think that Metroid should be Nintendo's version of kind of like Halo. And that's kind of what I want it to be. So my biggest hope for this game would be more shooting, less, less, less mazes. I'm totally fine to have the mazes and stuff in between, but more shooting first. Like, let's get more Mm -hmm. shooting and fun shooting stuff. I want to be in Samus's HUD and I want the blast cannon and let me blow some stuff up and make it super fun. Let me jump and fly and float and whatever. Give me awesome abilities. Let's do more of that first, more action than, than mix up the action with some, some puzzles and some mazes and things like that. Yeah. Well, you got to remember too, like Metroid other M Mm-hmm. was the one where they messed up on. Like, that was no bueno, which wasn't retro, so you can't blame them on that one. That's true. But the Metroid Prime games are very much more Halo, less of that stuff, and, and I'm fine with that. And that's biggest hope. That's what I want, just more of that. It doesn't need to be anything revolutionary. You don't need to do anything new with the series. Other than just make it look better, make it feel better. I'm fine. Um, biggest concern is is same thing. Is at this point, I do not think it can live up to the hype. My unless biggest they give, concern us, unless they give game, us a remastered trilogy, it looks great. My but. biggest concern with Metro Prime 4 is that it's a Switch 2 title in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't, I mean, dead serious. Like, what it was announced when the Switch came, right? That first E3, right? So, Switch yes. launches, we get the first E3, Metro Prime 4. Then we were talking about a date and time where we were still playing on 3DS. Yeah. You know, because we had Samus Return same day. And then a year passes and we're like, Metro Prime, we're going to see it again. And they're like, all right, we totally screwed up. Now we're going to take this thing. We're going to give it back to Retro. So the clock restarted from there. Yeah. And they just started recently like hiring. I remember articles about that. Like they just started hiring for this type of game. This game is still probably in pre-pro. This game is not close. And if they're going to do right by the Metroid Prime name, it's a big game. This isn't a two year game. This isn't a Splatoon 2, Splatoon 1 and a half. You can't pull this out of thin air like that. Like, this is going to well, take a while. So, Metroid Prime is 2002. Metroid Prime 2 is 2004. Metroid Prime 3 is 2007. Different day. So, of it game can be de- done in two Different years. day well, of game development. Games today are much bigger, man. Right. But they said the Switch is easier to develop for than the that's, Wii. That's, I guess you're right there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, if you don't try and, like, you got to imagine. They are don't they going to do motion well, controls? They, they probably will. Yeah. They don't need to, but they probably will. It's got to be bigger be, than that. It can't be like, uh, you know, it's got to be a full campaign, like a big game by modern standards, not by Metroid Prime standards. Yeah, see, I would say, I feel like they'll still do the, I don't know, eight hour campaign. And then they got to have multiplayer. Yes. They cannot sell a true. $60 eight hour Metroid Prime game. 
No, this I, I think period. It needs to have multiplayer. I think at this point there needs to be some aspect of it multiplayer. And that's netcode. That that makes it even. That's more. That's yeah. That's more dev time than ever before. Maybe maybe Nintendo's lending a few people to retro and they're co-op hopefully developing this maybe hopefully i I, I don't you gotta figure nintendo hasn't announced and we talked about this earlier like they haven't announced a lot for 2020 at all nope and they they've been steamrolling announcements up until now like hey we have these 20 games coming out this year or you know 16 new games in 2019 we got one for for 2020 lined up or two no one because persona's not them so we have one um with animal crossing that's all we know is it a blade that no that's being done by nintendo oh i guess we don't know who's doing Zeno Blade. so it that's what I mean, like first party. I, gotta, games, like, I, I still you know, can't one. monolith, but sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I, who knows? Maybe some people, maybe they joint working on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe they didn't fully scrap the the, the maybe, first year. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was like we realized pain, and somebody else is doing multiplayer. Right? Maybe Nintendo did that first year and say this is way too big for us to handle on our own. Let's bring in retro, and they're working together on it. Then dump everything. Maybe I don't know. I feel comfortable making a bet that Metroid Prime Four will not arrive before twenty twenty two. I don't I'm not, think I'm not trying to make that bet with you. I could see 2021. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, I would feel comfortable making that bet. I yeah. feel good on making that bet. Would you bet against that? I wouldn't bet against that. I, I don't know. I could see it being 2021. Like, if you, if you had holiday, to bet but... money and you had to lay money, would you bet against it? Over under 2022, would you take the under? Like I would take it on 2021. Down. I would take it on 2021. But Okay. We'll see. Just because I, I would think 2022 is too long. But, I mean, who knows? We've seen worse. So. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, man. <laughs> Bayonetta's already doing it, so. <laughs> right? Uh, that was the end of the the, the the game lineup. But the last question we have, or we have two more questions, but the last question he had, and it ties into what Sean wrote earlier about the Direct, is um, Drew asked, what do you think needs to be released on Switch in 2020? And Sean asked in this hypothetical Direct that we're expecting, what do you want to see? Metroid Prime trilogy remastered. It's a good that one. That needs to come. That needs to come this year. Even so, if it's, even if it's the end of the year, it should it needs to come. My thing with that is it needs to be remastered, not yes, ported. It it, no, it cannot be a port. Absolutely not. Yeah, I want to see a big, beautiful HD Metroid Prime. Yep, I'm with you there. Um, Pikmin Four. I was gonna let you say that one. That has to be like yeah, I mean, Miyamoto said this thing was done like seven years ago. Do Where you is it? I think he just lied to you. No, Do you he th- doesn't. No, no, come on, he doesn't think about it. Turn, it was, but it was just a statement. You know, like I know, maybe but he, he doesn't talk out of turn. He's old. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe somebody was like, "Hey, like, what do you think about Pikmin?" He's like, oh, yeah, it's done. You know, like maybe it was just an offhand remark that we've right. held him to for years. Well, I'm, I'm sure whatever it is, they've retooled and just like I wouldn't expect the same game to come out. He's only 67, by the hey, way. Hey, Pikmin that. Port. <laughs> no, God, no. Um, and then the last thing is the other thing that nobody's you know nobody's surprised I'm yelling. Give us Mother Three. Just board it over for crying just, out. You got to let it go. Just stop. No, it's already there. You just don't need to stop. do anything. Just nope. translate just, it, which somebody's already done for them. Just Elsa, let it go, man. You just got to stop. <laughs> stop asking for it. Just let it go. That's um, But that's an easy pad. That's an easy pad to get it. I like Pikmin. Um, I said that um, on our show before the end of the year. I think Pikmin fits really nicely into a Yoshi crafted, into a Kirby star. Yeah. Exactly. Type space. You get a game out there. It's a platformer. We all love big, pretty platformers. Um, at least Nintendo fans. Like Nintendo mm-hmm. fans, that'll buy. A million, two million people will buy it. 
They'll buy the Yoshi. They'll buy the Kirby. They'll buy the Pikmin. At this point, we're just swapping out skins. <laughs> like the same. We game. really are. We're just yeah. swapping out skins. Now, Pikmin's a little different with the RTS and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to see how that works because, I mean, I've played Pikmin on, on controller. I realize it, but it is better with Pointer. Um, or at least I've always mm. been that way. I like the Pointer controls. I think it's better. Um, even when I had it on a Wii U, I played it with Pointer controls. I remember when they updated it for Pointer controls, I was like, yes. Yeah. And I put the gamepad down and grabbed my Wiimote. Um, so I'd be excited to see if they've got anything special for us like that. But I'd be very excited to see what a new Pikmin game would look like. I would yeah. I would hope that it's not the same Pikmin game. I would hope it's not just, you know, Pikmin 3 again. I would love to see them kind of do it new. Mm. Beautiful games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, visually, visually they're always great. Yeah. It's I'm just surprised we didn't get a port, to be quite honest with you. That That's, was a yeah. Wii U game to port over for sure. Right. And everything else has been poured over at this point. Why not just not do everything it at this point? Not, not most things, I don't think. Well, Color Splash was the other one. I give you like 10 games. That they're like yeah, Color yeah. Splash, um, the Zelda HD games, 3D World. There's, I think there's still a the lot. Zelda games will come. The Zelda games will come. I hope so. I that was sure. that was one of the things that I think needs to be released in 2020. I think you need to yeah. release an, uh, a port of a Zelda game. Now, I want it to be Wind Waker. I, I've, I've been saying this for a long time. I want a Wind Waker Twilight Princess double double pack mm. um they've mentioned skyward sword you know numa said that so we assume yeah. that somebody around there somebody in their in their castle is tinkering with a skyward sword something um i just they need a zelda that, that's a thing that i think they, and it can't be breath of the wild 2 because it's not ready yet it's not going to be this but, year no breath of the wild 2 anybody no. that says this year is no not way. this year but can nintendo put out a zelda game three years in a row yeah you think so yeah okay. i think they can especially if it's a port. that's what i'm wondering for the port yeah, I, there'll be a Mario game, I think, this year for sure. Whatever it is, Mario who Galaxy knows, but there'll be comes. something. Yeah, because with them competing against the, the next gen stuff, I'm sorry. they need to have some heavy hitters. I but. think Mario Odyssey 2 comes this year. Yeah. And I yeah. think that makes sense. I think they had a good gimmick, they had a good engine, mm-hmm. and and um, I'm replaying Mario Odyssey, by the way. It was one of the things oh. I started playing okay. over the break. I'm going to talk about some of that. And uh, I was having on that board with video games, games of the decade talk. Uh, you won't like it, but Super Mario 3D World made the list. And when we did. talked about that, um, that made me realize, even though I don't think I ever like, I don't think I was in the mind frame with Switch at the time because we had all this new stuff, Breath of the Wild, yeah. Odyssey, all the, I don't think I was paying attention to how much Odyssey I think pulls from 3D World. Yes, absolutely. and I didn't realize it until I started playing 3D World last year. Like the whole, okay. like the whole black, white, noir stuff that mm-hmm. you start. Like, that was all 3D World, and I was yeah. like, man, man, this is a lot of 3D World stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I love 3D World, so I wanted to give it another chance. But yeah, I think it can't all be ports, and and their two no. heavy hitters are Zelda and Mario. So I think you get a port of one of those and a new game from the other. And if that's yeah. the case, then I think you it's get a Zelda port of a Mario. Zelda game and you get a new Mario game. Because yeah. it would be weird to get a new Mario game and port like 3D World. But I mean, I guess you could say they did Mario Bros. U and Mario Maker, although That's I don't true. call Mario Maker like a Mario. It's not a full game. Yeah, 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 it's a different type of game. But I mean, it could happen. It very well could happen. But um, I mean. Now you'll get, a, you'll get a Mario, you'll get a traditional Mario game and then a Mario sports game this year. Mario you're Golf. not going to get, I don't think you're going to get two traditional Mario games. Mario Golf. Next. I hope so. I hope so. Because uh, you know what I don't want? Mario Sports Super Mix Strikers. Club. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hang on a second. I'd be ecstatic if there was Mario Strikers game. 
Okay. I love Mortal Strikers. Over golf, is, though? Over no, golf? not over golf, okay. but I would be excited if it was. What I don't want to happen is Mario's Sports Club, where it's Mario yeah. and his friends play badminton and tennis and, and canoeing and golf, but the golf is two holes. Two and, holes. you know, like, that's what I, I don't want that. Don't give me yeah. Mario Sports Mix with horse racing. What is, who over at Nintendo is such a huge fan of horse racing that they put this in every game that they make? <laughs> They like to bet. Japanese yeah, somebody like has a bet. gambling problem over there. This is yeah. The ponies like get out of that. Uh, no, if we're gonna do a sports game, I want it to be Mario Golf. Um, but I, I just don't know if Camelot has it in them. Um, they put a lot of work into tennis, and they mm. still put a lot. Like it got updated again, like over Christmas, it got new stuff or skin or something. I saw. Um, on they Twitter. must. They must not be offered any work by Nintendo, so they just keep working <laughs> on the same game. They're like, well. The check hasn't come in yet. Nintendo's like, yeah. keep going. Keep There's going to be an update for Mario Tennis where you play Mario Golf in Mario Tennis yeah, at this point be, because they can't be just really, make really another game. Good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we know how Mario, we know how Nintendo does. Like, they're going to have uh, a C tier, a B tier, and an A tier, and usually a port or three. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the, the most exciting thing to say, even though IP doesn't necessarily mean like something completely new like a Splatoon, but it would be nice to see a new IP or a new venture. Yeah. It could still be the same IP. It could be a Kirby something or whatnot, but a new event, something new, you know, a new franchise within within the world yeah. would be really, really cool to go with Animal Crossing. But if we ended twenty twenty with a with a with a good Zelda port, a new Mario game, an Animal Crossing game, and a Mario sports game, and you throw in a port or two and some indies, like that's it's mm-hmm. a great year. I'd be very, very excited for it. Yeah. So let's close out the show with our final question from Kyle the Pug, and he goes. What are the chances of having N64 ports coming to Nintendo Switch Online in 2020? You think zero? zero? Point zero. They've barely scratched the surface with the SNES, and they've already slowed down the releases so that they're not monthly. Sure. They can drag out the SNES for they can at drop least five another year. Whenever they want. So at least another year of SNES. And keep in mind, we got the three new SNES games and then still you know, four SNES games, and we still got two NES games this month. That's true. Uh, well, in December. So they're still doing NES too. They're not great, but they're still doing them. So I don't think you see N64 for at least another year if if they do it at all, which they might. But I mean, I, I those think games, I keep telling people, those games did not age well at they all. They don't. No. You and, do not want to go back and, and play the controls Super for them are weird on, on modern controllers. Right. Like it's not so, the same without the N64 pad. But yeah, that's so I don't said, think Nintendo wants to damage their, their brand with that. The nostalgia factor by highlighting something. The same reason you haven't seen an N64 classic yet. I don't think they want to hurt the brand that they're known for because the nostalgia won't be there as memorable ooh, as people. That I disagree think. with. Ooh, that's good. Hey. That's good. Okay. Um, I like your prediction. Um, I actually think it's probably true. I will only go back the other way and saying that I think they'll keep up with it. I think they will do an, cause here's the thing. You got to do something to pop subs at like renewal time. Cause here's the thing. They launched it right at the time where basically I think most of their subs subbed. So every yeah. year it comes up for renewal. They got to do something to make sure that you don't hit the cancel button. So, so that's when they release the mother three. Maybe on the, on the virtual console. N- or Nintendo switch online yet, only. So. Um, yes. maybe, but I like think Fox two. I think N64 makes sense. And here's the thing, the reason why, because they can control the releases. So they can go 64 and really only give us like Ocarina and Mario 64. One game. Yeah, Yeah. they really, really could. And they could be like, here's three really great 64 games. And that would still count. So I'm just going to throw Kyle Kyle the Pug a bone and I'm going to say that I think it does come this year. Now, uh, I don't want to let this classic thing slip without you because I think the reason the classic, I think 
Reggie was being 100% truthful when he said, we did the classics line to help us bridge the gap in revenue after the Wii U to the Switch. I think that's 100% true. Oh, I think sure. that makes all I mean, sense. That does make sense. Um, yeah. So I think that's why they stopped with the 64 Classic, because at the time that they could have done that, the Switch started to take off. They don't need it right now. That yeah. said, I think the reason, I think another reason why they never did the 64 Classic is the 64 Classic isn't nearly as exciting when it's yeah. just Nintendo games. I don't think yeah. it's the, the games are bad. I don't. I think that several of the games are good. And I think a Classic would be fantastic. Um, but if you don't have GoldenEye, if you don't have Turok, if you don't have the wrestling games, if you don't have Blitz, there are so right. many really great third-party games. Yeah. Like, what do you do with Rare? Like, can you get any of that if you don't have I, Banjo? I don't think you can. I mean, Banjo would be the only one. I would buy it just for mods. I would buy it just to hack the absolute well, yeah, Jesus out true. of it. But yeah, that's true. Because you said, want those wrestling games, but right. they're not going to pay for the WWE license for all those old characters who aren't even employed well, by WWE Well, it's not even the WWE anymore. license. It's and like the music. The, it's the, WCW. all the people that made the games, all those, they're yeah. all gone. Yep. You know, like you no, can't you can't do the the sports games because of the NFL NHL licenses. They're not going to yep. allow those things to go out. Yep. And and look, I mean, come on. Realistically, can you go back and play Ocarina of Time in the N sixty four version? You have a three DS. You have it on three DS. I know that, but I mean, I still why would you boot it up on sixty four stuff? You have that for the wrestling games. Don't I lie. do, and 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 I've got Goldeneye, and I have Ocarina. No, I would never the, play Ocarina on sixty four right. again. I wouldn't. That's no, my that's my right, point. Right. Is like everyone thinks it's a great idea, so you boot it up, and you're like, oh my god, I, you'll you'll get to the great tree, and you'll stop playing then at that point. So you're like, I can't do this anymore. I got this to the, I got to the um I got to the Fire Temple. When okay, I was playing on 3ds over the break, and then I started oh, I started playing yeah. some other games, and that's a thousand times better than the N64. Oh, it's the 3ds so. version is fantastic. I just I started right. playing Dragon Quest, which I'll talk about next week. So I finally give me. Give me Game Boy Advance on the Switch games that's before good. you give me N64. That's, that's what I'd like. That's that's do the that. library that I never really played. And so that's that has a great library. I would be more apt to do that. And like the stuff mm-hmm. that they did with the portables on Wii U was just bad and weird. Yeah, you it, got like two screens embedded in one screen on the yep, TV. It would be so much better on Switch. That's yeah. what I that's what I would say in my mind is more likely than an N64 one on the Switch. I think you're right. I do. They gotta do something though. They can't like we can't yeah. just go through next fall and it's like Keep giving us money. They got to do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Earth, like I said, Earthbound, even not doing Mother 3, Earthbound is still there Earthbound yet. is going to... They can hold it. No, Those no. carts still go for crazy on eBay. I don't think Earthbound is going to, like, keep the casual Nintendo Switch online Oh, yeah, no, the casuals. No, keep that's them true. their that's subscription. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. If I was ever to do Earthbound, I would just drop it on, like, just an E3. I would just be like, hey, an Earthbound's out on Nintendo Switch online yeah, just to let people play true. it. But doesn't that game have, like, crazy licensed stuff? No. That's the thing I've always heard about that game. No, no, I think it does. Like there are like composers and stuff that have wrote music and, and dialogue for that game that, that like is not around anymore. They never paid li- like royalties to no, that stuff. Only right? one guy wrote all the dialogue for Earthbound. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'm just got to confuse with something else. It was the, the creator of Earthbound wrote the entire script, but he didn't know how to code, so he literally had to tell people what he wanted in the game, and they would put it in the game. I remember looking it up when they did the um the mother. What's the one on Wii U that they did? Oh, the Earthbound Beginnings? Yeah. I remember looking it up the and there was, there was something. It wasn't like they can't release it because of this. It was like a, this is probably why they haven't because there's all this stuff that, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm confusing with something else, but I don't think I am. I think. I mean, they something. put it on the, on the 3DS, so it can't be, you know, they re- released on 3DS. So why not? Sure. Do it now. You know what I mean, it's, it's there. So. No, I'm sorry. Hang on. You're talking about Earthbound? Yeah. I was thinking of Mother 3. 
Okay, so the one that hasn't come out, the one yeah, that was yeah, only yeah, out in yeah, Japan. Yeah. I mean, like the that new, I do like not the know. one that's not around. Uh, there's gotcha. like stuff in there that they. That's the reason why they can't release it, or they would have to like make deals to release it, and that's the reason why they haven't released it. No, and yeah, Earthbound. Yeah, they definitely need to put Earthbound on that thing. Um, that I'm with you for some odd reason, Kevin. Every time you say Earthbound or Mother, like I just go in Mother Three. Sorry, <laughs> that's me. It's my fault. <laughs> Um, anyway, man, that's, that's 90 minutes. That's going to do it. We got to get out of here. It's too much Shaq. Okay. I got to, I got to record again tomorrow. Edit this and do it. Yeah. I got to do this stuff. So anyway, Shaq listeners, thanks for, uh, listening to the show. We hope you had a wonderful Christmas and hope you're ringing in the new year with us. And, uh, next week we'll be back with Caroline. We talk about some of the other games we've been playing like more Mario and Dragon Quest. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What? This has been a production of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Find more great content at playsomevideogames.com.